The following is a paid commercial advertisement for Bancorp Insurance. The views and opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management at Horizon Broadcasting Group. Now it's time for Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. Mobile equipment insurance. What is it and what does it exactly cover? You are listening to Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur, the father-daughter team from Bancorp Insurance located in beautiful Central Oregon. Bancorp Insurance is a family-run local agency with over 30 years of educating our family, friends, and neighbors about insurance and its nuances. Rex and I are so happy to be here this morning to talk to you about insurance and educate you on mobile equipment. Rex, when you're driving down the road, actually this happened to us today as we were coming in to do the show, kind of see a piece of equipment on the side of the road, maybe a cherry picker and someone's working on an electrical line or you're driving in more rural country and you get stuck behind a piece of farm equipment that's going 25 and, miles an hour. And I know this is this is this is something that's very annoying. And I know that the very very first thing that anybody thinks about when they get stuck behind that backhoe that's going 20 miles an hour or the greater is driving down the road or the big farm equipment that takes up the whole the road. Whole road. Whole the road. first thing that you think about is I wonder if he has insurance. Not. No, we know that's not the first how, thing you think about. How do you how do you cover that farm equipment for auto insurance? That's just so interesting. That is like, so, oh, that's so interesting. So interesting. Yeah. No, it's. It's, yeah, we know that's not the first thing you think about. But, um, now, but, but as, as, insurance, as insurance people, I do. I, I go, geez. I, I'm just... But this makes sense a little bit more for the name mobile equipment. Yes. Oh, what is mobile, mobile equipment? equipment? Well, under <laughs> more than likely the insurance that, the liability insurance that is going to cover the operator of that equipment comes from their general liability policy. And that's for their business. Right. That's the business general liability policy. Or if it's a farm, it's a farm owner's. And there's basically a provision in there that says that anything you do with your mobile equipment is covered. And this not only is just driving it down the road from one job site to another, but if you're actually out in the field doing something with it, or you're digging a ditch um, in a city street. because Using the equipment. Using the equipment for whatever it is. Um, earth movers, cranes, uh, all those kind street of things. Street sweepers. Yes, ever, yes, all that, all that kind of mobile equipment that you um, that you have, and it comes from the general liability section of the policy. Now, it's this is, not this is deep in there. The, the, this, really look this, for the, it. this is this is deep. So, how does this work? Well, you know, if you're you're using a backhoe and you're digging um, a, a trench, and you maybe or maybe not uh, called up those good folks at Locates. I'm giving a shout out to the locators people call those people first yeah call, call them before, before you, you dig, dig. <laughs> please call before you dig or and you know and the locate guys are wrong too sometimes you know they're not perfect they're wonderful please anybody unlocates them not picking on you um but you need to call them before you start digging in anything where there might be something underground because if you dig it up then you've actually damaged somebody else's property and your general liability is going to put in the claim and you're going to actually end up paying for it or they're going to pay for the damage if you're proven negligent if you call locates first then you're probably not going to be proven negligent and it would negligent. go to locates then the blame goes to locates, locates and, and, that's, and where, that's where the lawsuit yeah that, that's where the lawsuit <laughs> takes place I remember when I was uh, working in New York uh, there was a, a guy in a railroad yard working digging a hole and he ripped up the 
the fiber optic line between New York and Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. So all the phones went dead. And this was back in the 80s, and the the claim was a million dollars an hour. Now, if you're you're out, if you're out out there, don't dig up any Facebook cable. Cable, yeah, because you're going to get it. Yeah, that data center out there, don't touch it. But the the, the real trick to this is is we've got to talk about what is the definition of mobile equipment because sometimes they look like autos and sometimes they don't, and you've got to know the difference. And this is a really tricky one, Um, and you would think it would be more straightforward. But things like bulldozers, backhoes, forklifts, bobcat, earth movers, cranes, trailers, tractors. Gosh, I'm going to keep naming them. Tracked vehicles. Tracked vehicles. Anything with, like, those uh, little tractor tires. They're not tires. Yeah, tracks. Yeah, tracks. Right. Those would be mobile equipment. Um, you've got things like road construction and resurfacing equipment, graders, scrapers, rollers, the farm machinery we already talked about. Um, and then you kind of go into snow removal and things like well, that. Well, snow too. removal gets kind of um, it gets kind of complicated because you're using a like a if the, you're using if a bucket the, to scoop it. Right. If it's if it's a vehicle and you got a snowblade on the front of it, that's auto. Yeah. If the vehicle is specifically designed for snow removal, and there are um, vehicles that are specifically designed for snow removal, and that's all they do. Those are autos. They're not covered as um, as mobile equipment. And you can kind of think about it, and this is like one way to think about it, and it's not always perfect, um, but if the vehicle or the piece of mobile equipment is on a public road, like it is meant to be driven on a public road. Mm-hmm. And it needs a license. And it needs a license. So you had to go to the DMV to be able to even get this thing on, on a, a public road. Right. Then it's probably auto. Yes. No matter how big it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you don't have to go do that, then it's probably going to fall underneath the mobile equipment sector. Correct. Um, but there are some that, that aren't. Um, and if you read into the policy, and actually, I a copy of it because I haven't memorized this. Um, there's a section that says that uh, equipment is specifically designed for snow removal, road maintenance, but not in conjunction um, in construction or resurfacing, street cleaning. So uh, the little street cleaners that you um, you see doing parking lots and stuff like that, those yeah, are autos. Sweepers, those, sweeper, that's those, auto. those are autos. Uh, cherry pickers um, that are mounted on an automobile and used to raise and lower workers, those are autos. And then you also have some air compressor pumps generators, including spraying and welding and building cleaning, geophysical um, lighting, as well as um, servicing equipment are also can be considered autos. So if there's any question, you need to talk to your insurance agent. Back in the day, now this used to, this has changed. Back in the day, this coverage was a lot broader, but it has been narrowed. So you need to be talking to your insurance agent about this. If you have any questions about your insurance, you can give us a call at 1-800-452-6826. Bancorp Insurance is your locally owned and family owned insurance agency. More insurance talk is on the way on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. This is Insurance Talk on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. Now, once again, here are your hosts, Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur. Mobile equipment insurance. How does it differ from your commercial auto insurance? And where does your backhoe 
fit for its insurance coverage. These are some of the interesting questions we're talking about today on Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lisser. We are the father-daughter team from Bancorp Insurance, your locally owned family-run insurance agency. Rex, so we're continuing our conversation about mobile equipment. We kind of defined what mobile equipment is, which isn't an easy definition. Yep, there's about 370 words here in the insurance policy that defines it, and it gives coverage and takes it away in the same breath. Yeah, they say <laughs> cherry pickers are mobile equipment, and then they, at the very end they say cherry pickers are not mobile equipment. That's on your business auto. So it can get really confusing. If you're moving people, they say that's not really mobile equipment. No. They, they want that to go on. That's auto. That's auto. If you're on Although, a... Although, if you have a tracked vehicle, and we have situations where some of the resorts around here actually transport customers into their resorts in the wintertime on those big orange tracked vehicles they they use to like groom uh, snow yeah, and so on. Snow cats, snow cats and, stuff. and stuff like that. Yeah, someone's riding in one of those as a passenger, it's covered. Yeah, that, because it's a tracked vehicle. Actually, a snowmobile is actually a tracked vehicle. And if it was owned by a corporation, it would actually also be covered. So you got to know exactly what they're, what we're doing here and be very, very careful. This is something that you don't necessarily want to, you know, try to do on your own. If you have a question, put it to your agent. Give us a call. We'll be happy to help. One of the things that comes up is, is, what's the difference between an auto and a, a piece of mobile oh, equipment. Or like where does the coverage come from? Like Correct. Like, There's the example of is you got your backhoe on a trailer and you're dragging your backhoe down the street. Yeah, so you're um, not physically using the backhoe right? at the time. It's on the trailer. You're driving. Right. And something happens. Um, you slide on some ice. Someone gets in your way. You end up breaking. And the, 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 the chains that hold the backhoe onto the flatbed um, break. Next thing you know, the backhoe's getting down the street, injuring somebody or damaging somebody property. Where does that coverage come from? More than likely, it's going to come from the auto policy because that's the trailer. If in one of our previous segments, we talked about having trailer coverage on your commercial auto, if you didn't have that, then then probably you wouldn't have coverage for that backhoe getting down the down the street, damaging someone others, someone else's property. So you need to have both. Yep. So the end of the story on that one is if you have a large piece of mobile equipment and you're transporting it on a trailer with a business auto, then if you heard our business auto segment, you would know that you need a commercial auto policy and you'd have that one covered on the business auto policy as well as your trailer. Yep. All of that would have to be covered. So you'd have to have your mobile equipment coverage, so your general general liability policy, and then you'd have your commercial auto coverage. And then the last thing we're going to talk about, and we're not going to talk about it here right now, but we'll get to it, is Inland Marine. Um, And just talking about where the physical damage to that piece of equipment would be covered. So another one that we have is feet up or feet down, and what if it has feet or not feet? And I think this one is, like, sometimes you see the big cranes. So it'll be a large truck um, crane, and then it has little feet, Mm -hmm. little feet poop poop down when it's in use. Yep. Yep. So it's... um, if it requires a license to be driven on the road while it's driving, it's going to need to be covered by auto insurance. If it doesn't require a license to be on the road, then it's going to be covered 100% of the time by the general liability. If it requires a license, as soon as you put those little stabilizers feet down on your crane and lift the crane and you're lifting stuff with it, 
I mean, then that could that's be, when the general liability will kick in. And I always think of like the cranes, like on a construction work site, maybe mm. they're like lifting the trusses up or trying to get something higher yeah. to the second story or something like that. Yeah, putting the putting the, the new air conditioner on the roof. Um, oh gosh, yeah, that's heavy. It's heavy, <laughs> and we won't even go into crane insurance, but we, which has got its own nuances about you know, well, what happens if you drop the thing you're carrying? That's a that's a whole other conversation. All right. Well, I guess we can go a little bit into the beginning of Inman, or Inland Marine. Yeah, we got time. Let's, let's talk about that. All right. Do you want to tell the story of the long, long ago in insurance history story of uh, Inland Marine? You've heard this before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, there's this phrase in insurance called Inland Marine, and it's confusing. Why, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about insuring your backhoe or your trailer or your yeah, crane with it. What does that have to do with Marine? What does that have to do with Marine at all? Well, let's go back into history. Um, back into the early 1800s, like 1820, they got these smart guys who were thinking about how to put a steam engine on a cart and run it down some tracks, and these other smart guys who want to put that same steam engine in a boat so that you don't have to try to sail up river against the current, so you could just paddle wheel your way up. Well, they needed to insure these things, and nobody wanted to do it. At that time, there was really only two kinds of insurances available. One, it was property insurance. And property insurance would insure standing property like buildings and factories and homes and so on. And then there was ocean marine insurance, which were the people like at Lloyd's of London who were insuring the shipment and the boat that was, you know, going back and forth across the Atlantic and around the world. Neither one of them would have anything to do with a Boat with a with a steam engine in it or a train. They were going no way. Like, it moves. That thing, that thing moves and it looks like it could explode. And they did explode <laughs> all the time. That's what happened to those things. So what happened was there was a, a whole genre of insurance created by enterprising insurance people called Inland Marine. And the the phrase comes that it was basically providing insurance for instruments of transportation that were inland. So they weren't marine insurance. insurance. They were were inland marine, which included things like the steam engines um, on the boats, the the steamboats and the the railroads um, that were being built that helped build this country. All right. If you missed this segment of our show today, you can hear it again at VanCorpInsurance.com or you can look for it on your favorite podcast streaming platform. More insurance talk is on the way on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. This is Insurance Talk on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. Now, once again, here are your hosts, Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur. Today's topic is mobile equipment. We've discussed a little bit about how insurance companies define mobile equipment and that mobile equipment can be covered on your general liability policy, as well as when mobile equipment is not mobile equipment and needs to be covered on your commercial auto insurance policy. Um, we went into a little bit in the last segment about what inland marine insurance is, and that is what we're going to start with on this segment, what is inland marine, and kind of going back to the backstory on that. Yep. Well, in the Marine, picking up where we left off, is is coverage for physical damage. That's that's 
property. That's there's nothing in Inland Marine that'll pay for a liability suit if you get um, if you get sued from using your equipment. Which is why we start with you need to have you your general have the liability, liability of, of your auto because yep. that's where the that's where the claims uh, can come and they can be huge if you're getting sued or if, if you damage someone else's property. And I think people think immediately about as well. I have this really large piece of equipment. I want to make sure that if it gets damaged, I get repaid. Right. Which is where the inland marine comes from. Yeah. But sometimes the bigger claims actually come from and get covered by your general liability insurance and your yeah. commercial auto insurance policy. Yep. The, the amount of a damage you can do to a crane or a backhoe is the value of the item itself. Now, and they're not cheap to repay. And they're not cheap. I mean, they can be, you can, pieces of equipment can be cost millions of dollars. It's not cheap. But if you can do hundreds of millions of dollars of damage if you dig up the right um, fiber optic cable uh, with your backhoe. So you need to have both coverages. Going back to the story of um, Inland Marine, we just, we did in a previous segment, at one point there was nobody wanting to ensure these um, pieces of equipment, these new marvels of technology that were out there that... And we're talking about trains. We're talking about trains. Okay, <laughs> we're all right, all right, that's trains. Trains. And at hey, the time, they were a marvel. marvel of, they are a marvel they of technology. They are a marvel. I mean, you look at them... But they also exploded. <laughs> yes, yeah, on a regular basis. <laughs> Just boom. <laughs> and and they, so that didn't make people want to cover them. And, when they did, yeah. so they, they ended up creating this um, this genre of inland marine, and it morphed into ensuring just about all things that are an instrument of transportation other than vehicles. And they're also the, the kind of people who would become inland marine underwriters and sell in marine insurance. They're kind of like the, the risk-taking jockeys, uh, you know, the... I mean, the, if you think about the insurance at its core... <clears throat> Right, the people were pretty much sitting on the docks, yeah. being like, "Well, I bet that this um, shipment of goods is going to make it," and somebody else saying, yeah. "Well, I bet it's not." Right. <laughs> well, right. And the inland marine guys have always been the the people who could make the decisions, and, and they were a little bit easier. They they weren't tied to the bureaucracy of a typical insurance um, operation. So, how does inland marine coverage work? If we're going to talk just about uh, equipment right now, backhoes and cranes and, and the, the ones kind of, that we see the most, most often, see the most of. I like mean, a digger or some sort of right. We're not going to get into some of the the hull coverages and stuff like that that you know for airplanes and which is also an an area of inland marine. Basically, there's two ways to insure a um, property. There's scheduled equipment and unscheduled equipment. So what's the difference? Well, scheduled equipment is you actually list, you know, your backhoe, your digger, your trencher, and you put a value on each and every unit. So you'd say, all right, my backhoe is a, uh, a 1999 backhoe, which is at this point, you know, 20 years old. And it was a $80,000 backhoe then. It's probably worth $30,000 now. We would put $30,000 on that backhoe because most Inland marine coverage is written on an actual cash value basis, meaning that they're going to depreciate the the value of the backhoe. So, what could you buy a a similar backhoe, a very similar backhoe for the same today? number, same number of hours on it, how many hours on the motor, you know, what all of the the variables that go into buying anything used. So, you would only want to insure that for the the value of its current value. Now, some companies do offer replacement costs on your equipment, but the difference is is if you're going to insure it for actual cash value, you put the $30,000 value that it is worth today. If it's actual cash value, if it's 80, if it's, if it's a, it's a new one, then the replacement is $80,000. We can have to pay for the difference in the, in the insurance. And that's a big difference in most cases. And so if you want to keep your premiums lower, which is yeah. why a lot more people do you, the actual, actual cash, cash value. value. A little trick for, for those of you out there who are, who have mobile equipment, it depreciates every year. And you probably should look at your 
your list of equipment every year and say, all right, that vehicle's now a year older. And it's got a lot more hours on it. I used it a lot. Um, go online, you know, type in, uh, you know, case backhoe, blah, 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 and, um, and see what they're selling for. And then match that up with your, with your, with your limits because there's no reason to pay for limits if you're not going to get them and uh, you know you can nobody wants to get into an argument about with an insurance company about what something is worth uh, it's it's not necessarily a and it does a, take some time to go over but it's worth it uh, definitely worth it if you have a big schedule go over that every year the other part is unscheduled tools and these are tools that usually are um typically what we do is we we look at your your tools and say all right you got ten thousand dollars worth of tools in your truck, and these are tools that are the the value of them are less than a thousand dollars per 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 item. We would say, okay, we got ten thousand dollars worth of tools. The most we would pay for any one item is ten is a thousand dollars, and that kind of coverage. Then we don't need a list of what you have. Um, if you have um, these are these can be hand tools, these can be drills, saws, laser equipment, all the things that that um, contractors have in their in their possession, and this this coverage goes anywhere. I mean, it's in your truck, it's in your garage, if it's in storage, this kind of coverage is is everywhere. If you have any questions on today's topic, you can give Bancorp Insurance a call at one eight hundred four five two six eight two six. Do you have any burning insurance questions you'd like us to answer? You can email us at Bancorp at BancorpInsurance.com. This is Cherie Martinez and Rex Lesser from Bancorp Insurance. The preceding was a paid commercial advertisement for Bancorp Insurance. The views and opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management at Horizon Broadcasting Group. Join us again this time next week for Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinez and Rex Lesser on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com.